So what do you think about going from human 1.0 to human 2.0? Um, and what does that mean? Well, going from humans as we now know ourselves to human 2.0 has something to do with transhumanism. If you're not familiar with that term, it's about uh, taking uh, humans as we know ourselves and melding with artificial intelligence. Um, kind of like being in the matrix, if you've ever seen that movie. And that may seem kind of cool to you. Uh, we might have some superhuman abilities, maybe uh, be able to think of something um, and it happens, uh, maybe have some physical abilities that would be almost superhuman-like. That's the idea, that's what you see in sci-fi movies. And for myself, thinking about this topic, I'm like, well, I have some time. I think that's many years in the future. However, this, this question, this idea is now right in this moment. We need to make a decision. And I found out that we need to make a, a decision about this because I investigated the proposed COVID-19 vaccine. And this is my alarm call to the world. Um, I looked at the pros and cons and it frightens me. And I want you to know about this. You need to be very well informed because this new vaccine is not like your normal flu vaccine. This is something very different. This is something brand new. This is something completely experimental on the human race. And it's not just about being a different vaccine. There are technologies that are being introduced with this vaccine that can change the way we live, who we are and what we are, and very quickly. I think that, um, you know, some people that you might know these names, uh, Elon Musk, who is the founder of SpaceX and uh, Tesla Automotive, as well as Ray Kurzweil, who is one of the, um, the big wigs of Google. Uh, these are um, self-proclaimed transhumanists. They believe that we should go to human 2.0 and they are very big proponents of this. Um, there's a lot of other people that you might know their names. They're also involved with this, so you should look that up. I think the easiest way to explain this to you is to go with one of the front runners for the vaccine and go into a little bit of the history and tell you how they want to make the vaccine. And I think that will speak volumes. So for instance, Moderna is one of the front runners for the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, you should know that Moderna was founded um, by a person from Harvard, Derek Rossi. And this researcher actually was successful in taking some modified RNA and being able to reprogram a stem cell in the body and change the function of the stem cell. He actually made it genetically modified, okay? So you can, he proved that you can genetically modify something by using modified RNA. So they founded the company Moderna on this concept. It's kind of a new kid on the block, okay? It's not been around that long. In fact, it hasn't even made any vaccine for a human before. It's made no medicine for a human before. This will be their first run. You must know that Moderna was in the news recently because it really fast-tracked. It's, it's like the other companies, it's fast-tracking the vaccine. It's going from phase one to phase two very, very quickly. In fact, it's gone from phase one to phase three and it's experiments from March of this year until currently. I mean, that is unbelievable. It usually takes five or six years. How are they able to do this with the safety and efficacy data that we need? 
Um, and I want you to know that in phase two, we only use between, they're only using between 30 and 45 humans. In Moderna's test study, they only used 45 humans. And with the, uh, the high dose vaccine group, they got 100% of those people got systemic side effects, 100. That's only in the short side effect profile. In the low dose vaccine, 80%, 80% got systemic side effects. Now we don't even know the long-term side effects from that. We would need a lot longer time, right? Maybe years. But we do know based on previous animal studies of using this technology that you're going to, ex you can expect possibly increased cancer rates, increased mutant genes, mutagenesis, also increased autoimmune reactions. For instance, in some of the ferret studies, they saw that when the ferret was introduced to the, the virus that they were trying to protect the ferret from after the ferret got the vaccine, they actually had an exaggerated immune response. It actually hurt the ferret. They had more lung inflammation, more lung fluid, even some problems with their liver. It actually hurt them. They had a poorer response. Okay, so this, those are longer term reactions and that could be seen with this vaccine, but we don't know the data yet. So it's not without risk. And how are they doing this? Well, they're actually um, suggesting to use uh, a platform. Let me just explain the, uh, how they would administer the vaccine. So the vaccine, um, there's an idea called microneedle platform, okay? This was uh, developed by MIT. And they said it could be very easily produced, okay, and mass produced. This is why they're proposing this technology and many millions of vaccines could be made quickly. They could also be administered by yourself. So the idea is to get a Band-Aid. It looks like a Band-Aid you buy in the drugstore. It's shipped to you through Amazon or UPS or some other shipping service. You take it out of the package, you put it on your, your hand like this, and then you take the sticker off and voila, you've been vaccinated. So how is that possible? Well, in this Band-Aid, it has little tiny spicules, little tiny needles. And this was uh, designed after a snake viper fang bite, okay, or snake viper bangs. So little snake bites. Um, anyway, in these tiny little spicules, they claim you won't really feel it that much. There's uh, their little hydrogel, it's a material called hydrogel. Inside the hydrogel would be um, a luciferase enzyme as well as the vaccine itself. Okay, so what is all that? So first of all, you're getting the vaccine. It's modified RNA or modified DNA. Let's take Moderna, modified RNA. So in that modified RNA, the idea is that it would, the microneedles would puncture into your your cell membrane, okay? And this synthetic piece of an RNA, it's a code for the part of the virus, or they could use a synthetic DNA, it's a code for the part of the virus would go into your nucleus, your body would start transcribing it, it would start reading it and making more of that part of the virus. Well, why would we wanna make more of the virus or part of the virus? The idea is your body would get used to seeing it, would know how to make antibodies and would have an improved T cell response. And the idea is then when you saw it in the future, your body would already know how to fight it and it would be a better response. That's the idea. 
Um, the problem with that is they're using something called a process called transfection and transfection is a way that we make genetically modified organisms. Okay, I think you know about those fruits and vegetables. Uh, they're not as healthy as the normal uh, wild type fruit and vegetable. So possibly you could extrapolate that to a human. If we become genetically modified, we would not be as healthy, okay? We don't have long-term studies on this anyway. This is unbelievable. And you know, the vaccine manufacturers have made the statement, this will not alter our DNA, our genome. I say that is not true because if we use this process to make a genetically modified organism, why would it not do the same thing to a human? I, I don't know why they're saying that. Now, if you look at the um, definition of transfection, it'll tell you that it can be a temporary change in the cell. And I think that's what the vaccine manufacturers are banking on, it's temporary. Or it's a possibility for it to become stable, to be taken up into the genome and so stable that it will start replicating when the genome replicates, meaning it is now permanent part of your genome. That's a chance that we're taking. So it could be temporary or it could be permanent. And we would never know that for years down the road, honestly. So here we go. We've got something that can alter our genome. It's a possibility. And another thing on that, if they're altering the genome, what would be the effects? I told you previously some of the side effects, but also we need to know that this is a synthetic piece of DNA or RNA, okay? And if it becomes taken up into the genome of a human, it's synthetic, it's not from nature. And if you look at the Supreme Court justice ruling on synthetic DNA or genes, it can be patented and patents have owners. So what does that mean for us? What if this gets into our genome? Does that mean Moderna or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the Department of Defense, all of these people who are involved in the patents or are they somehow going to own part of our genome? It's a possibility, you need to know that. So that's one part of this delivery system, just one. Now let me go to the next. The next part of the delivery system is a luciferase enzyme. Okay, they named it, they patented it luciferase. I don't like that name. Luciferase because it has bioluminescent qualities, which means it can produce a light or it has a light source. And the, all of this would be under your skin and you cannot see it. Now the luciferase is an idea because they want to make sure that you're vaccinated. They don't trust medical records. They don't trust you saying that you got vaccinated. They wanna make sure, and they wanna make sure it was successful. A, a successful transfection, a successful gene modification. So when you get the luciferase enzyme, if you have a, an iPhone or a special app on the iPhone, you can scan over that area and it will give a digital code, a digital imprint, a digital pattern, something that will identify that you were vaccinated. It, it holds your vaccination record. It also gives you an ID, a number, a barcode, a branding, whatever you wanna call it, a tattoo, it's all the same thing. You now become like a product. So we have that. Now the third thing I mentioned was hydrogel. So hydrogel is actually an invention from DARPA, the uh, Department of Advanced Research Projects Agency. This is um, 
kind of a sci-fi kind of a group from the Department of Defense Pentagon um, of the US government. They make these fantastic um, inventions. So one of them is hydrogel. Hydrogel, you can go, or I'm sorry, you can YouTube, look on YouTube, look at Profusa is one of the companies, uh, DARPA, as well as hydrogel, and you'll find some little two minute clips that they describe. So hydrogel is nanotechnology, microscopic little robots. And these little robots, actually, I know it sounds crazy. It's still crazy to me, but it's possible, okay? They can um, disassemble, reassemble, assemble, into and make different things. So with this hydrogel, it has, it's really nanotechnology. So that's something, um, you know, robotic or something that's artificial intelligence. It has the ability to connect with artificial intelligence. So this means that a human can now connect to directly and gather information from our bodies and gather it and uh, connect with your smartphone, with the cloud, with some other smart device. And once this is done, this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Think about that. Think about how immediately that could change our privacy immediately can change our autonomy, immediately change our freedoms. This can gather data like your blood sugar, your oxygen, your blood pressure. Okay, those sound great. But it also can gather many other things. It can gather, they say, your emotions or your menstrual cycle, your activity. If you fall in, um, your nutrients in your body, if you took medicines, it's a potential to see if you took illicit drugs. It's got a potential to see almost anything that goes on in your body. And all of this information is going where? That has not been addressed. Who's protecting this information? What are they using it for? This is really serious stuff, guys. This is all being proposed to being unveiled in the next vaccine, okay? The other thing to know is with this nanotechnology, hydrogel, um, artificial intelligence, you know, hookup. Just like your cell phone, you can send a text message, you can send an email, but also you can receive them back. So that means we could receive information. What information would be coming back into us? Would it affect our mood, our behavior? Would it affect, you know, how we, how we think or our memories? If you haven't watched the movie Matrix, I think you should. I think there's some truths in that in, in that movie. I see so many wrong things with this vaccine. And I see that we are not talking about it in the major media. And I see that I feel that these companies are outright lying to us when they say they cannot affect our DNA. Because by all definitions that they are using, this can affect our DNA. So guys, I wanted to make this video short because I wanted to get the point across. I wanted you to really do your own research. So know that there are many risks that we're seeing here and there is some, we really need to know if we really wanna go from human 1.0 to human 2.0. And let me also tell you that there's some major names behind these vaccines. You're always going to see like the Department of Defense from the US government sometimes DARPA, like I told you. Why is the military involved with our vaccines?
you see the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation everywhere with this. If you look, you'll find that name almost always. And let's go back to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I want you to, to look up what, let's look at the track record. Let's look at what the man stands for. His family comes from a family of eugenics. What does eugenics mean? Population control, meaning there's too many people on the planet. That's important to know. He's been on video stating that he thinks with a very good new vaccine, we could get the Earth's population to be decreased by 10 to 15%. Well, who's gonna stay and who's gonna go? And who is he to decide? He doesn't have a medical background, no epidemiology background, no science background. He's not a doctor, a software tech. That's what he has. I'd also like you to realize, I always look at who has a vested interest. What are their motivations? What is his motivation, right? We already know his family background. Well, what's very concerning to me is that DARPA, this military agency, as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is very interested in something called gene drive research or technology or gene extinction technology. And it's exactly what it sounds like. By using genetic mutations, by use of transfection, for instance, you can exterminate an entire species from the planet. They are proposing to use this for mosquitoes, for instance, in Africa. But guys, our world is a delicate ecosystem. Who is, who is saying one species goes? You, you destroy one species, you could affect an entire ecosystem. So when you exterminate an entire species, you will affect an entire ecosystem. It's a very delicate balance. And who's to say who's going to stay and who's going to go? Who's got that knowledge? Why aren't we talking about this? And guys, if we can do it to an insect, we can do it to an animal, we can do it to a human. I bring this up because if these agencies that are behind the vaccine also stand for that, do you trust them with your health? Do you trust them with your family? Do you trust them with our children? The other thing is we're rushing this to production. What is the motivation behind that? We need to really think about this. I've also stated in the past that we need to know that there are, at least in the United States, there are mandates passed that make uh, the vaccine manufacturers have no liability, zero liability for any harm done to any human. If people are killed, if they're hurt, if they're paralyzed, if they're maimed for life, it doesn't matter. You have no recourse and they still make all their profit. So there's no incentive for them to make it safe anyway. Also want you to know that one of the mandates, the Emergency Preparedness Act, that's, that says they can force a vaccine on us. They cannot force a vaccine if there is a viable treatment for the COVID-19. And I want you to know that doctors around the world are being censored about treatment options for COVID-19 or prevention for COVID-19. Because if there's a true treatment or prevention, then they can't force this vaccine on us. I want to bring that up because what in the world is the motivation of doing this? Is it really in the health of all of us? 
As a doctor, I can't see how this is in the true health of the entire world. I think there's another motive, another agenda going on. The more I look at this, the more that comes up. So I'll leave you with this. I want to make this um, short and sweet, sweet so that you um, can digest this and think about it. Do you really want to go to human 2.0? I don't think it's the fantasy you see in the movies. We need to come together and we need to unify our voices because people in positions of power taking care of our health are not in our best interest. But together we have power, together united, our voice is strong. So I encourage you to do critical thinking, do your own research, join groups in your state, go to your state legislature and you tell them no, no to these experiments on humans, no to invasion of privacy, no to censorship. We are sovereign human souls and we need to take our rights back. Thank you for listening. And you know, I always say my videos with the greatest of love and the greatest of peace. Thank you.